1: we can have this room for meeting. Thank you, Lord, that we have brothers and sisters in a church that we can serve together. Thank you, Lord, for the air we breathe, the nice weather. Even though the broadcast say that we're going to have rain today, but you, Lord, stop the rain so we can travel. Thank Thank you, Lord, for all the good things that you have given to our life.
0: Yes.
1: Father, we believe that you are the living God. Amen. We believe Lord, that we did not come from monkey. <laughs> we came from you. Yes. We were created by you. We have the image of God. No one in this room looked like an ape <laughs> at all. An ape cannot make Good Filipino food <laughs> <laughs> or jayo or fur or steak. But you gave us Lord ability to make airplane, car, computer, and musical instrument. Lord, we want to honor you because you are the owner of our soul, our spirit, Lord. We believe, Father. That you love us so much. You care for us. You, Lord, have the best plan for our life, Father. We come today in this meeting by faith. We are not here just to follow or going through the religious ceremony. This is not religion, Father. This is the relationship. We have relationship with you. We have faith in you, and we love you, Father. We thank you so much for telling us the good news, showing us the truth, because the truth shall set us free. We thank you, Father. We believe and we trust you, Lord. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. amen. Thank you, Lord Jesus. How many people... We're blessed this afternoon uh, for the Amen. afternoon service. Amen. Lord. How many people learned so much this afternoon what Jesus did for you? Yes. Wonderful. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I have been walking with the Lord for 38 years now. And the longer I walk with Him, the more I know that He is so real. He is so good. He is so faithful. He is such a great God. And He loved us so much. Therefore, I'm excited to see that some of you started to come to know God, walk with God, and learn about Him, and walk with Him. Amen. Amen. Remember this, one day we all will leave this world. One day we will not be here. All of us, one day, can be gone out of this world. And we cannot take even one penny with us. We cannot take the car with us. Or money with us. Our real home is in heaven. This is a temporary place that we live on earth here. Therefore, I want to encourage all of you to have the eternity mentality. Amen. Amen? Don't just live for this world because we're going to be gone one day. And if Jesus does not come back in 100 years, a lot of people in the future will not know us. They will not remember who we are. But what we do for God in heaven will be remembered by Him forever. It will be in His account. So I want you to live for God, not just live for the the things of this world. Because I know one day I'm going to be with Him. And we all have limited time on earth. Your rewards in heaven, how your home look like in heaven, going to be dictated or determined by how you live on earth. One day, I was watching the YouTube from pastor in Korea. It's interesting sharing. I believe he spoke the truth in that YouTube. He is a pastor of a big, I think, 10,000-member church. Big church. In Korea, there are many big churches. One day, he died, and he went to heaven. He met angels, and he met Jesus. The angel took him to see his own, own home. And what he saw is that the, his home was not done. Still like wall and the roof is not done yet. And he asked the angel, why my home is so small and it's not done yet? And The angel told him, your job is not done. You have to go back. I'm going to send you back. By the way, the angel told him, Whatever you are doing on earth, you are sending the material to build your house up here. Amen. And he asked the angel, Why is my house so small? Okay. And he looked at another place. It's a big building with different rooms, like a um, condominium. Some people live in there. And he looked at another place. It's a huge mansion. He asked, Whose mansion is that? And the angel told him the name of a servant of God who was faithful to God, all of his life. I don't remember the name. However, the angel told him, the reason you have so little house, because while you are in the past year that you serve, you care about your sport car. You care about how much money you make in the ministry. You never care for my people. It's all about a job and income. So you already got your reward on earth. Your money, your sport car. Don't, don't take me wrong. God is not against having a car. But the attitude. He repented. Then the angel took him down to hell to see what happened in hell. He saw many preachers down in hell. And he said, what? I know this guy. He's a great preacher in Korea. And the Lord told him. And the angel told him he was never born again. He just do the preaching as a job. He never know me, never know God. That's why he is not in heaven. He really woke up from his spiritual sleepiness. He came back. He shared this in the YouTube, and he repented, and he was a changed man. You see, we have to be careful. We cannot just live on earth day by day and think that everything going to be okay. We need to make sure that we are born again. Amen. We need to make sure we really know Jesus Christ. In Matthew chapter 7, people come to Jesus. He say like this, Oh Lord, Lord. I cast out demons in your name. I heal the sick. And Jesus said, I never knew you. You are evildoers. These people never born again in the church, even though they claim the name of Jesus. I just want to make sure you are born again. You really know him. Because we don't know we have tomorrow or not. No one can boast we have tomorrow. No one can boast. We can go out of this world anytime. Your clock is clicking and it's going away. We have only limit time on earth. After we leave this world, it's done, the chapter. You cannot come back. You cannot redo it again. Only one time in your life that you're going to live for God. And in Dar we decided we're going to live for Jesus. And we're going to be a sincere minister. We're going to serve God with a pure heart, pure motive, no hidden agenda, nothing else except to glorify Him. And to make sure that His people will grow and love Him And all the glory will go to Him Not to me Amen I want to make sure when I go to heaven I will not say, oops Oh, I make a big mistake I don't want that I want to go to heaven Smile and be happy and say God, I have done my best I run my race I finish my course And I have done the best for you Amen? Amen God is real This afternoon, we learn the real gospel of what we call the good news. Sometimes people heard kind of false good news. This afternoon, uh, a few hours ago, I thought about the work of Jesus Christ in the very unique event at the cross. What happened at the cross? That event really make your life different. Let me read one more time in Philippians chapter 4, verse 19. And my God will meet all your needs according to His glorious riches in Christ Jesus. We learned in the past sermon that Christ Jesus, what He did at the cross, meets all our needs. One time that He died on the cross, He meets our needs, every need in our life, every need, all needs met by God. And we learn that the reason human beings are in trouble, we face a lot of problems, sickness, disease, poverty, broken relationship, drugs, and uh, all kinds of problems in this world, war, fighting, uh, all kinds of things. Divorce, kids going downhill, going to drugs All these things happen because Man walked away from the way of God And man does his own way And because of that Man faced the evil consequences The Hebrew language called Avon Avon, we learned this afternoon Means both the rebellion and the consequences evil consequences of rebellion after i know all this truth in the bible myself i'm talking about myself i really repent every day i dare not play game against god i don't want to sin against god if i know i do something wrong i repent right away because i don't want any bad things happen to me to my wife to my children and grandchildren the Bible says clearly that when the dad or the mom walk with God fully, the blessing of Abraham will go down to the thousand generations. But when the parents are goofy, doing wrong things, the curse will go down to the third and fourth generation. Bad things going to happen. So as a dad, I have the responsibility to pass the godly inheritance the good things to my children by being a godly man who love God, who fear God and do the right thing. Amen. Amen. And when people come around me, they will be blessed because the blessing of God is upon me. Okay. And definitely that blessing come to me through Jesus Christ by faith. Okay. This afternoon we learn about five things that happened at the cross, the exchange at the cross. The unreasonable exchange. Unreasonable because we don't deserve it. Number one, we learned that Jesus was punished or was stricken by God so that we can be forgiven. We learned that Jesus bore our sickness. He was wounded so that we can be healed. I experienced the healing of God so many times. Pastor Dar experienced healing of God. People in my church, in New Hope, experience the healing of God. Many, many of them, all the time. Healing is normal in the church. People come in sick, and after a few weeks, they got healed. And not only really that, we learned that He died our death so that we can have eternal life and a superabundant life. There is an exchange. Death is a consequence of sin. And so Jesus took our dead and he gave us life. Not only that, at the cross, he took our sin so that we can have the righteousness of God. The last thing we learned a while ago, we learned that he became poor at the cross so that we might be rich. Amen? Amen. So as Christians, we can expect to be rich prosperous, to be rich, to be well-to-do, and have more than enough. I don't mean that you have to be a millionaire, but you have more than enough, more than what you can eat, more than what you can take, so that you can share with other people. Now, I would like to continue to talk about the exchange at the cross. The needs in people's lives, sometimes it's not about money. Sometimes it's not about physical sickness, but sometimes it's the mental or emotional problem. Many people have a lot of money. Many people are still healthy physically. But they are emotionally sick. And there are two basic emotional sickness or emotional problems that a lot of people have on this earth. One we call shame. Another one called rejection. Shame. Shame can vary in intensity from very acute embarrassment or from the clinking sense of insecurity. I'm not worthy. I'm not good enough. I will never mount up to anything. And this happened a lot in Asian community. I don't know American community because I grew up in Thailand. And in fact, last Sunday... One of the missionaries, he is German, Pastor Helmut, shared testimony on Sunday. He grew up in China. His dad was a missionary in China. And he told the whole congregation he now is in Seattle. He came to Seattle to help me translate the preaching into German because now we have churches in Germany and Switzerland. So we want to feed the sheep through the YouTube by preaching in German language or Deutsch language. And he said that God touched him, And he listened to this teaching. I was teaching translate into German. He said that when he was growing up, his dad always said, "You will never do anything good. You will always fail. You will never succeed." So all of his life, it, even as a missionary in Thailand, he always sad. He always looked down to the ground and never feel up to anything. All of his life now he is about 80 years old, 78 years old. Until he listened to this teaching and got touched by the fire of God in our revival meeting two Fridays ago. He said he got set free. Now he knew that he is not in shame or insecurity anymore. He knows that he has the glory of the Lord. Now we need to learn about how God set us free from shame. Sometimes shame comes from different reasons. For example, some kids may be facing molestation by the adult. So that little girl grew up with the shame feeling inside. I remember when I started the revival service in Seattle in year 2002-2004 one American young lady came to the church and she was touched by the fire of God. She fell under the power on the ground. And after she came up, I never forgot about this. She came up, she shared with me, and she gave testimony that when she was a young girl, she was raped by somebody in her family. And all of her life, she was really living in shame. She felt the guilt, the pain, Bad, dirty feeling all the time. Even she turned 24 years old. She still very, have that shame inside her. But that night after she got touched, while she was on the ground, the Lord Jesus came and picked her up and took her up to heaven. This is in her vision. Happened to her out into the third heaven. And when she went to the third heaven or to the real heaven, she saw herself washed in the water, to be cleaned by the angel. Amen. And then she came back into her body. Amen. After she got out from the floor, he said, I'm clean. Amen. Now I don't feel shame anymore. Amen. 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 Wow, this is a true story. So great that God healed her. In Hebrews chapter 12, verse 2, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross despising the shame and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Do you know that dying on the cross or being hung on the cross is the most shameful experience in the world? Imagine a man naked, hang on the cross. People walk by, look at him, look at his naked body. And his body filled with wounds, blood. His head has the cloud of thorn. The blood came down to his face. And people mocked him with a sign behind him. You are the king of the Jews. And then people laughed at him. Let me read the scripture, you understand what I'm talking about. Matthew 27, 35 to 44. Then they crucified him, Jesus. And divided his garments and casting lots, and it might be fulfilled which was spoken by the prophet. They divided my garments among them, and for my clothing they cast lots. Sitting down, they kept watch over him there, and they put up over his head the accusation written against him. This is Jesus, the king of the Jews. Then two robbers were crucified with him, one on the right, another on the left. So he was crucified with the criminals on both sides. He, he was the son of God. But he was in a big shame at that moment. And those who passed by blasphemed him, whacking their heads and saying, you who destroyed the temple and built it in three days, save yourself if you are the son of God. Come down from the cross. They mocked him. Likewise, the chief priests also, mocking with the scribes and elders, said, He saved others. Himself he cannot save. If he is the king of Israel, let him now come down from the cross. We will believe him. He trusted in God. Let him deliver him. Now if he will have him. For he said, I am the son of God. Even the robbers who were crucified with Him revived Him with the same thing Jesus was in big shame on the cross That's why He sacrificed so much for us He gave us His life He was put in shame Amen But that was an exchange He took our shame How many people have experienced shame in the past? I have. I have experienced shame in the past. But thank God, after I became a Christian, shame cannot hurt me anymore. Before I became a Christian, I was rejected by all of my friends. They looked down on me. I felt that no one liked me anymore. I feel so, so down that no one liked me. And when I first moved to the U.S., Oh, I tell you, it's so hard because I still spoke broken English. But at that time, it was worse than now. When I first came, people laughed at me. I was working at the veteran hospital, and the veteran thought that I am Vietnamese. So they don't like Viet Cong. They don't like uh, communist Viet, Viet Cong. So when I walk into the patient room, they look at me, they thought I'm a Viet Cong. Vietnamese, the communist Vietnamese. Every time I open my mouth and speak, they laughed at me. They shook my head. They really looked down on me. The first few years of life in America is very tough for me because I was put in shame all the time. When the American doctor walked into the ICU, I was standing there. I'm the smallest one, they are, they are the other big. And I remember one time in the ICU, when they all walk in, about five doctors, they walk in, they look at me like, who are you? I'm serious. They look at me from the top of my head to the bottom of my toes. Look like this. And I heard the voice of God. Son, you are the son of the king of all kings. When I heard that, initially when they look at me like that, I tell you the truth. My first reaction, do you know that I'm a third degree taekwondo black belt? (laughs) Do you know that I can jump across six people? I'm serious. I have the picture in my home. I can jump across six people and kick the board, break the board, and come down and stand. I'm the third degree black belt. I was like Boosley. So when they look at me like that, I was thinking, if you fight with me, you're going to be in trouble. But when the, uh, the Holy Spirit told me, You have the glory. You don't need to feel shame. I put my chest up and smile. A few months later, everyone in that hospital likes me. They all like me because I was so friendly when I see them. Hi. Initially, they look at me like this and hi. Anyway, hi and smile. Eventually, everyone became my friend in that hospital because I don't live in shame. The Bible says in Hebrews 2, verse 10, for it was fitting for him, for whom are all things and by whom are all things, in bringing many sons, parenthesis, daughters, you to woman, to glory, to make the captain of their salvation perfect through suffering. The shame that Jesus endured at the cross has opened the way, For all of us who trust in Him to be released from our own shame. And then we can share His glory. As believers, you should not walk around with your head down like this. You feel that you are so unworthy. No, you can walk around with your chest up, your chin up and say, Hey, I have the glory of God. The presence of God is with me. I may be small. My nose may be not big like American people. I did not go to Korea to make my new nose. I watched a YouTube a few days ago. A Thai man, he looked so terrible. He looked very bad. He married a woman. And in that YouTube, he, the story is that he went to Korea and have the plastic surgery on his face. He came back, looked like a movie star. And he told his wife, I still love you, even though now I look so good. That's a YouTube. So I did not have to go to Korea to make a new nose, to cut the jaw out a little bit, to do this and that. Because I have the glory of God. I have self-confidence. I am a child of the living God. Amen. I don't need to live in fear anymore. Hallelujah! All the believer, can you do like this? Everyone say, "I am, I am. a child of, the God. child of the living God, the King of all kings, the Lord of all lords." He shared with me, he share with me. His, glory. His glory. I am not in shame. I am not, in shame. I'm not a second class citizen. I am the, the first class citizen, citizen. of heaven. Of heaven. Hallelujah. 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 There is another emotional wound that people face around the world. Not only shame, but another one called rejection. Rejection is a big problem on earth. Rejection usually comes from broken relationships or uh, any form of relationship that separates That happened a lot on earth here. Such as parents reject a son or a daughter. In the Chinese family, most parents like to have a son. So the parents will treat a son better than a daughter. That's normal. And even happened in my house too. My dad always want to give more money to the son than the daughter. Because they look down on feminine as a Chinese culture. Or maybe you are not good at school and your parents reject you. Oh, you're a bad student. I want to talk to this son more than you. He is a grade A student. You are just grade B. Rejection. Or some mom who get pregnant and then don't want to have a baby. All the time during pregnancy, I don't want this baby. But I don't want to sin against God to do abortion. So... The baby would be born with the sense of rejection. Have you seen that? People born and feel so unworthy. Or the children that has been abandoned by parents, like all the orphans. I have been a pastor for 30 years, and I noticed that adults who grow up as as an orphan because of the rejection of the parents tend to have difficulty Believing in God and walking with God. Because that shame and rejection cause difficulty in relationship with anybody. Including relationship with God. So they need to be set free from the spirit of rejection. Another kind of rejection is divorce. Maybe the husband goes out and finds another woman and says, Bye-bye, I'm leaving. So the woman feels rejected and vice versa on the other way. The man can feel rejection too if the woman finds another man. That's why in Isaiah 54 verse 6, God talks about rejection here, about husband and wife. The Bible says, The Lord will call you back as if you were a wife deserted and distressed in spirit. A wife who married young only to be rejected, says the Lord. You see, Rejection comes from divorce, come from broken relationship. And look at what happened to Jesus at the cross, not only shame. Look at Matthew 27, 46 and 50. The Bible says, And about the ninth hour, Jesus cried out with a loud voice, saying, Eli, Eli, lama sabachthani. That is my God, my God. Why have you forsaken me? And Jesus cried out again with a loud voice and yielded up his spirit. On the cross, something happened. Jesus was bearing our sin, our punishment, our shame, our guilt. All the chunks came on him at the cross. At that moment By the justice of the father The father could not listen to his prayer Now when you sin God will not listen to your prayer The father turned his face away From Jesus The first time in the History Eternal history Jesus was with the father all the time For eternity They created the heavens and the earth together They were so close together but at that moment when Jesus cried out to the Father The Father did not listen and rejected Jesus And turned his face away And do you know why Jesus died? Jesus did not die because of the wound in his body Not because he lost blood Normally people die on the cross about at the third day 72 hours By losing water, the sun burned you don't drink so you become dehydrated and also the person died because of the bird come and pick your body and you lose blood you begin to bleed and eventually you died at 72 hours and all the Roman soldiers know that that's why before the sun set that day the priest asked the soldier to knock on the legs of Jesus and the two criminals, to knock on the leg so that they would die before Friday 6 p.m. The reason they have to die at 6 p.m., because according to the Jewish law, if a Jewish man got hung on the cross and died on the Sabbath day, the land would be cursed. So they don't want them to die on that Saturday, which is the Sabbath day. So to knock on the leg, what happened scientifically and medically think about this you hang on the cross with a nail on your hand your leg is standing on the cross like this and when your leg got broken both legs boom boom broke your tibia and fibula broke what happened you cannot stand anymore what happened after that you cannot breathe you suffocated because in order to breathe you have to do like this You have to use your leg to push yourself up. Without the leg, oh, your lung collapse. The muscle in the chest cannot breathe anymore. But Jesus died already at 3 p.m. He did not die because of losing blood or dehydration. The Bible says he died because of broken hearted. Why his heart was broken? Because... The Father rejected him. In Psalm 69, verse 20, this is a prophecy about Jesus Christ, how he died. Reproach has broken my heart, and I am full of heaviness. I look for someone to take pity, but there was none. Jesus' heart was broken by the rejection of the Father. He gave up his spirit. So when the soldier came to Jesus, they noticed, wow, why you die at 3 p.m.? This is only six hours. They have to prove that Jesus died. How did they prove? What did they do? They pour the spear into his heart to see what come out. If the heart's still beating, it's going to be blood. But if the heart is not beating, stop beating, it's like a cup. The water that come out is going to be serum or yellow Fluid, not the blood. You understand, scientific. When you put blood in the cup, after a few minutes, all the red blood cell will go down to the bottom. And the top, all water look yellow. Because serum. So they prove that he died. He died anyway because they poke into his heart. But the serum come out. They know right away, this man already dead. So he died because of broken heart. Do you know what happened? At the time Jesus lost his last breath, he died. At that second, the Bible say, the veil between the holy place and the holy, holy was broken supernaturally from the top down to the bottom. Let me explain to you. you are, some of you are new believers. In the temple of God in that generation, there were two rooms. The holy place is outside, and the Holy of Holy is inside. Inside the Holy of Holy, there was an Ark of the Covenant with the two cherubim on it and the manna and the Ten Commandments all in that box in the Ark of the Covenant. In that room, there was the presence of God. The Holy Spirit was in there. No one could enter into that room except the high priest only once a year to pour the blood on the... Mercy seat of the Ark of the Covenant only once a year to forgive the sin of the whole nation. Once a year, no one could enter that room because of the presence of God there. But at the moment Jesus died, the veil was torn from the top to the bottom, signifying that from now on, we as humans can enter into relationship with God ourselves no more veil no more broken relationship we are accepted by God now amen we don't need to go through any priest any pastor you can talk to God directly you are accepted as sons and daughters of God amen. you can talk to God directly amen, amen. you don't need to come through me you don't need to go to any priest Ephesians chapter 1, verses 5 to 6. Having predestined us to adoption as sons by Jesus Christ to himself, according to the good pleasure of his will, to the praise of the glory of his grace, by which he has made us accepted in the belief. Everyone say, accepted. Accepted. On On the cross, Jesus was put to shame. So that, we can the glory. so that we can receive the glory. On the cross, On the cross Jesus, was Jesus was rejected. He endured rejection. He endured rejection. So, that we can be so that we can be accepted. When you believe in Jesus, the Father accepts you as his son and daughter. Now, He loved you, you can talk to Him anytime, you can ask Him, you can fellowship with Him, He loved you, the Holy Spirit can come and touch you, there's no more barrier, amen? amen. The only barrier is that, your own doubt, and your own stubbornness, but if you have faith, and you ask Him, He will come and touch you. Amen. This afternoon, I was so happy to see God touch so many people, amen. fill so many people up, Amen? amen. It's so wonderful. Amen. Now let us me share about the last exchange. Let's look at Galatians chapter 3, verses 13 to 14. Galatians 3, 13 to 14. Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, having become a curse for us. For it is written, cursed is everyone who hangs on a tree that the blessing of Abraham might come upon the Gentiles in Christ Jesus, that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. One of the big problems for humanity is called, the Bible called, the curse. What is the curse? The Bible called the curse of the law. Why? Why? Because in Deuteronomy chapter 28, from verses 1 to 14, the Bible call say, the blessing. The blessing of obedience. When you are blessed, when you obey God, obey the voice of God, you shall be the head, not the tail. Everything you touch will be successful. God will get rid of the enemy from you. You will have more than enough. Everywhere you go, you shall be blessed. You will be honored by the nations. That is the blessing. But from verse 15 on to 60-something, talking about the curse, the curse of breaking the law. The curse of breaking the law. Deuteronomy 21, verse 23, talking about curse. The Bible says, When a man is hung on the cross, he is cursed. His body shall not remain overnight on the tree, but you shall surely bury him that day. This talking about Jesus had to come down from the cross that day before Friday evening. So that you do not defy the land which the Lord your God is given you as an inheritance. For he who is hanged is a, a curse of God. My dear brothers and sisters, Jesus was hung on the cross and he was cursed. He Became a curse So that there is an exchange He was cursed with our curse So that we can receive the blessing That is due to him Because he never sinned He obeyed the father One thousand percent He obeyed the father all the time He deserved the blessing We don't deserve the blessing Because sometimes we rebel Sometimes we sin I I need to tell you There are two kinds of sin. Okay if you say, I never sin. If you say you never sin, you lie. <laughs> I sin too. There are two kinds of sin. Some of you say, I never rob a bank, I never kill anybody, I never commit adultery, I never watch pornography. Okay, but you know that there are two kinds of sin. One kind is the sin of, we call it transgression or breaking the law of God. Such as lie. Gossiping, jealousy, stealing, making other people hurt, destroying other people, gossiping, all kinds of things. Lying, cheating. How many people never lie in this room? Raise your hand up. How many people never gossip? Raise your hand up. Okay, I want to see a holy man in here. Never sin against God. The second kind of sin is this. You Refuse to do the right thing. You never rob a bank. You never kill anybody. But if you refuse to help the poor, you refuse to show love to your wife. Sometimes I sin. Because I was not showing love to my wife enough. I was not sensitive. I hurt her feelings. (laughs) I sin. Because when I refuse to do the right thing, I also sin too. So actually, think about this. We all sin. Basically, we all sometimes do bad things and sometimes we refuse to do the right thing. Amen? God tells us to forgive our enemy. And sometimes we don't want to forgive. How many people have a hard time forgiving people? How many people? Me too. I mean, I'm I'm a human. It's interesting. I share with you a little bit. I already repented. Two weeks ago, I shared with Pastor Da. You know, Da, this is like husband and wife talk. Da, I will never go back to Japan. Never. Even somebody come to tell me, invite me to go to Japan, I will never go back. Because I got hurt by Japanese Christians about six times. But the Bible says 70 by 7. <laughs> but I'm, for me only six times. And you know what happened? And Da look at me. Hey, 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 you need to repent. You need to repent And if God really wants you to go to Japan You have to go You cannot say no Because if you say no I reject to do the right thing Mm. That is sin too And you know what happened? Two days later I got an email from Japan (laughs) From Okinawa Pastor He used to be in my church "Uh, Japan is so dry Christianity is so dry Pray for us I read and "Mm, Yeah, Sure (laughs) I bow my head and pray, God, please help Japan. But I pray like, (laughs) hmm. I repented. (laughs) I'm sorry, God. I still have bad attitude. Anyway, one week later, I got an email from another man. He emailed me and said, Pastor, I saw your YouTube about the fire of God in Japanese. I want the fire. I'm a pastor and a businessman. I run three companies. And he said, I want the fire. I want to bring the fire to Japan. Oh. And I, oh, God. <laughs> I think Pastor Da says right. <laughs> and you know, he's going to show up on the December 31st. He's going to stay in Seattle for six days wow. to receive the fire of God. Amen. And I know right away, I may need to fly to Japan again. <laughs> you see, we all sin. I sin too. I was mad. Christianity in that country for many years because I got hurt again and again for many times. I forgive and try again. Now, we all sin. Therefore, we are really in the condition that we can be cursed. The curse. When you read Deuteronomy chapter 28 from verse 15 on, you can summarize that there are many forms of cursing. I conclude for you. Number one Humiliation Humiliation Number two Barrenness And unfruitfulness Cannot have a baby Whatever you do You're not successful You just never Become successful Or fruitful in life Three Mental And physical sickness Four Family Breakdown Five Poverty Poverty is a form Of curse Six Defeat Everything you do, you always get defeat. Seven, oppression. Some people are oppressed all the time. Have to take antidepressant. Very depressed. Cannot smile, cannot laugh. Depression. And this is one in Japan. Oppression because of the war and the fighting and killing. People are very depressed in Japan. Committing suicide is highest in that country. Oppression. Failure Whatever business you do Fail 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 God's disfavor Lack the favor of God All these things Are like a dark cloud over you You try so hard To do the business But you fail You marry And you divorce And you marry again Divorce again Marry again Divorce again You sick And sick And sick All the time Sickness after Sickness have to pay them medical bill. One couple in the church in Thailand, before they came into the file of God, the son had to go to emergency room every month. That son has a curse of sickness. Again and again, until they came and got touched by the fire. After that, the file of God came into the house. The son is healthy now, singing song every day. The curse is broken in their family. Amen? So you can see the curse can be, there are different kinds of cursing, In the world And you can see around yourself Or even yourself Why this happened to me Or some people may have accident Again and again and again Or the father have lung cancer and die The son has lung cancer and die Then the grandson has lung cancer and die The curse of lung cancer Or sickness and disease The father has dementia And the son has dementia all these things happened in the family. The curse of the law. But Jesus was cursed. On the cross, Jesus took every kind of the curse on himself. So that he can hand to you the blessing Amen. of Abraham. Imagine, Jesus was rejected by his own countrymen. Jesus was betrayed by his own disciple. His disciple ran away when he was put on the cross. The earth rejected him and heaven rejected him. He was suffering from the wounds on his body. The blood came out of his body. The sun stopped shining for a few hours while he was on the cross. The world was dark at that moment at 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. God rejected him. Amen. Wow, he was cursed. On the cross, big time, his blood was shed onto the dry ground. People mocked him. He suffered so much. He suffered the curse of humanity so that we can be blessed. Do you love Jesus? I love Jesus. He endured all kinds of evil consequences of the punishment for us so that we can live with good life. With finances and blessing and good family, I break the curse in my family line. My family line, my grandfather, my father, all have broken family. Divorce, problem, all kinds of problem. Thank God I and Pastor Dar turned to Christ. Now we broke that curse. Amen. I have a good family. Yes. My daughter married a good man. Two daughters marry very good gentlemen, each one. Our granddaughter, grandson, so blessed. The blessing start in my generation and pass into the thousand generation because the dad believed in Jesus, yeah. trust in Jesus, yeah. believe the blessing of Abraham come to me and it's going to pass on to the thousand generation. I can see the difference between my children and my brother and sister children who don't know God. It's so different. I choose the blessing. Amen. I don't choose the curse. Amen? Amen. It's so different. And do you know what Jesus say on the cross? What is the last sentence he say? He say, it is finished. The word it is finished in Greek means it is completely complete. It is perfectly perfect. In other words, all the needs that you have in your life have been met by his one sacrifice. Done deal. All the needs of humanity, including you and me, are met by the one sacrifice of Jesus Christ. The exchange happened. He took every bad thing out of you, one by one, and He gave you the good thing that is due to Him because He never sinned at all. That is the grace of God. Now, you learn all these things. Actually, these are just six, seven things that I share. I believe there are more than this the exchange at the cross. Now, we how are we going to receive this? how are we going to receive the blessing or the exchange that happened at the cross? First of all, I want to say this in reality, listen carefully, this all exchange doesn't happen in one transaction doesn't happen right away with everything one time and everything happened in one day. It happened little by little. The reason because our faith is not there. Our faith is still weak at the beginning. We receive everything by faith. Is that right? Some Christians live on this earth, receive only one transaction until they die. Because they go to the church, they never teach anything more than Oh, God forgive your sin. Oh, you will go to heaven. You don't need to go to hell. You are forgiven. That's it. I never heard anything more than that. So all of their life, they live in poverty, in sickness, in broken relationship, divorce. They just live sufferingly on earth and wait till the day they die and go to heaven. They receive only one transaction. But I don't want my church to be that way. I want my member... To know all of them and experience all of them on this planet Earth. All the things that God has for you should be happening to you on this planet Earth. We don't want to wait until we go to heaven. But you need to know and you need to receive by faith. Sometimes God will give somebody the first transaction of physical healing. Most people come to God by repenting and receiving forgiveness of sin the first one where we talk in this series and then go on to the next that's what happened to me i was in a mess before i became a christian i was in a mess very bad then the first thing i received forgiveness of sin in 1987 and after that i began experience healing prosperity Healing a broken relationship, the curse just started to go out of my life one by one. I used to have the uh, skin disease since I was young. My parents have eczema, skin disease, itching and dry, and, and that go to my kids too. And A lot of people in my family have eczema, and pretty bad eczema all of my life. And my eczema just was healed about four years ago, one by one. Gone now. No eczema. Gone. By the strife of Jesus Christ. All gone. Now, no eczema at all. Zero. I suffered for many years, but you see, my faith was not there many years ago to have that healing. I need to build my faith to receive the healing from God. Amen? Amen. So it's it's just little by little. But somebody, the first transaction is healing, not salvation, not the forgiveness of sin. One lady in my church, uh, what is her name? Um, I'm sorry. She's a Thai woman. She came to my church seven years ago with the diagnosis of colon cancer. Kun Pao. She came to our church as an unbeliever seven, eight years ago with the final stage colon cancer. The doctor said that next month we have to do colostomy, mean pulling the colon out into the skin. She came to the church. We pray for people. She came out to be prayed for. She didn't know know much because she's not a believer. I pray for her. She fell under the power. She got totally healed. She went back to the doctor next week. The doctor checked her CT scan. All gone. And now, eight years later, she's still here on earth working. She's totally healed. After that, she became a Christian. She received the healing by the stripe of Jesus before the forgiveness of sin. So some people may receive The financial deliverance before the forgiveness of sin. Whatever God wants to do. Each one of us have different needs. And he will minister to your need first. But eventually, all these seven things that we learn. Not seven things. Eight things. Nine things. Something like that. Five, six, seven, eight. Eight things. We learn today. Should happen in our life. Every one of them before we go to heaven. And the final perfection that we talk about here will happen when we get to heaven. All of them will be gone. All the problem. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. Jesus took our evil consequences. And now the question is, how are we going to receive what Jesus did for us? Definitely, number one, we need to know. Hosea chapter 4 verse 6 says, My people are destroyed Due to the lack of knowledge My job as a pastor I need to educate you If you don't know You don't have You can only have what you know That's why Pastor Da always say Honey You produce teaching in the YouTube Faster than what I can hear In the last two months I produce seven teachings a week In the YouTube Seven Why? Why? Because the Lord stir my heart Teach my people Educate my people They are being destroyed due to the lack of knowledge Mm. They need to know the truth And the truth shall set them free Amen Amen. Amen. And once you know the truth You cannot blame God anymore God put the teacher like me in the body of Christ To educate people Mm -hmm. So your job is to be studious And listen to the word And learn and understand Amen? Amen. So number one you need to know the truth Number two, the barrier of receiving things from God is unforgiving sin. If you live in sin and you don't repent and ask God for forgiveness, that sin will block you from receiving any blessing from God. God still hold on to his universal principle. Sin block the blessing of God. The Bible says, in 1 John chapter 1, verse 9. If we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If you want to receive everything that Jesus has done for you, you must have... A, I know that this kind of thing, teaching is rare in the church now because everything is about, bless me, bless me, bless me. You don't need to repent. Just like entertainment in the church. No! The real Christianity is this. You believe in Jesus and you must repent of your sin. Period. That is a truly born again Christian. You cannot see heaven without repentance. Every single day, you examine yourself. You ask the Holy Spirit to show you, am I sinning? Have I lived in sin? Maybe unforgiveness. Maybe cheating God. Maybe lying. Gossiping, have a bad attitudes, maybe rejecting God's calling in your life, maybe hating somebody. Don't want to see that person's face. You need to repent. You need to say, God, forgive me. I don't want to live in this sin. Because sin will block you from receiving what God has provided for you. Amen? Amen? I know this teaching is strong. But I'd rather tell you the truth because I noticed that Christianity today is so diluted very diluted oh you're fine God loves you always God will bless you always don't worry, you can sin there is a teaching from Singapore I don't want to mention what church the follower of this group of people say, I can kill people on the street and I can do anything and rob the bank, I still go to heaven and God still loves me that is a teaching And very popular 10,000 of people listen to this teaching Everyone loves it I can do anything and God bless me anyway It's not true It's not true You must repent I don't want to dilute the gospel You must accept your fault And say sorry And ask God for forgiveness Amen Amen. Hallelujah Are you happy with me? You're not mad at me Okay Hallelujah And after you know the truth You repent of your sin Number three You express your faith By saying thanks to God Have the habit Of thanking God Every day You wake up in the morning Thank you Lord By your stripes I am healthy now Thank you Lord By your sacrifice I am rich Thank you God Thank you Lord By your sacrifice I am blessed Thank you every day Because Thanking God is a sign of faith. Is that right? I have that experience with my daughter. My daughter keeps asking me for a purse. What brand is this? <laughs> Chanel. She keeps asking me, Chanel. Can I have Chanel? And it was like, oh, Chanel is $1,000 a piece. No, 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 no. And we went together to London. And in the shopping mall, what is the name of that shopping mall, Pasada? What is the shopping mall that we went? Herod. At that shopping mall, in front of everybody, my daughter kneeled on the ground, in front of everybody, and like this on me, on the ground, like this. And said, thank you for Chanel. (laughs) And that happened in front of the Chanel shop. I'm serious. She like this, and go down. So she got one. She thanked me because you believe she gonna get one. And not only that, the story is not done. My wife say, "Wow, it's not fair. Why don't we buy another one for our oldest daughter?" Pastor da is not crazy about purse that much. So she bought another one for our oldest daughter. Yeah. Our daughter, the oldest daughter never, got, never asked, but she got one. Yeah. To be fair. Yeah. When you are thankful to God, God is very pleased. He knows that you trust Him. You believe that He will take care of you. This is my lifestyle. I always say thanks to God every day. Even though I haven't seen yet. But I thank God. Amen?
0: Amen?
1: One person need to pay me a big amount of money. And he could not pay me. He has no money to pay me. You know what I did? I said, thank you Lord. The money will come. <laughs> thank you Lord. He's going to pay off his debt. And by the grace of God, that man got a business. A lot of money. So last week I got a check, the debt pay off. Amen. I thank God. And even my daughter said, You know, dad, I think he got the business, that money, because of you. Because you believe that money is going to come back to you. And you keep thanking God for the payment. You see, sometimes people get the blessing because somebody prays to God. <laughs> Okay, I want to end this sermon By explaining the word This is the word in the Bible The word is zozo S-O-Z-O S-O-Z-O The word zozo is translated From the Greek language In the New Testament called salvation You heard that If you believe in Jesus You are saved You have salvation Have you heard that salvation? save? you're saved Okay The word salvation or zozo in the Greek language is used for many, many things. For example, I read to you, Matthew 9, 21-22. For she said to herself, If only I may touch his garment, I shall be zozo, or made well. But Jesus turned around, and when he saw her, he said, Be of good cheer, daughter, your faith, Has made you zozo And the woman was zozo from that hour Matthew 14.36 And begged him that they might only touch the hem of his garment And as many as touched it were made perfectly zozo Mark 5:23 and begged him earnestly saying, "My little daughter lies at the point of death. Come and lay your hands on her. If you don't like the laying of hand, I want to tell you, you're not biblical. Jesus always lay hand. and miracle happened by his laying on of hand, that she may be Zozo, and she will leave." Mark 5:28. So, For she said, if only I may touch his clothes, I shall be Zozo, or make well. And he said to her, Mark 5, 34, Daughter, your faith has made you Zozo. Go to peace and be Zozo of your affliction. The word Zozo is not only salvation that we don't go to hell and go to heaven. Zozo is used in many scriptures of healing. Being made well, being delivered, made whole, set free from demons, and even raised from the dead, and cured from incurable disease. I give you an example. I have so many scriptures. You're going to jump to John 11, talking about Lazarus. Lazarus was dead from incurable disease. No one can cure him. And look at John 11, 11 to 12. These things he said, Jesus said, and after that he said to them, Our friend Lazarus sleeps, but I go that I may wake him up. Then his disciples said, Lord, if he sleep, he will zozo. He will get well. He will be raised from the dead, and he will be healed from his incurable disease. What I try to tell you right now, what Jesus did on the cross, the exchange at the cross is to cover every need in your life. The word salvation, Jesus died for you to save you. The word salvation is not just about forgiveness of sin and you don't go to hell. The word salvation covers everything, including your poverty. He saved you from debt and poverty. He saved you from rejection, from shame from death, from accident, from demonic oppression, from demonic attack against you, from incurable diseases. All things that you need is accomplished by one act of Jesus that is to be crucified at the cross of Calvary. One time, cover every need of your life. I like what the Apostle Paul concludes about salvation. In 2 Timothy 4.18, in this scripture, he used the word so-so as well. Let uh, let me read to you. This is so powerful. I love these two scriptures I'm going to read to you right now. 2 Timothy 4.18, And the Lord will deliver me, so-so me, from every evil work, and preserve me for his heavenly kingdom, To Him be glory forever and ever. Amen. God can deliver you by Jesus Christ's work on the cross from every evil thing. He can preserve you, not just deliver you, but preserve you to be good until the day you go out of this world to be with Him. I believe God can deliver me from sickness, from evil spirit, from sin, from bondage, from curse, from anything that come and attack me. And not only that, He can preserve me until I leave this body. I expect to just sit on the couch and die without cancer. I will die just like that. Just sit, my heart stop beating because I'm old and I go to heaven. He will preserve me to the last day. Amen. Amen. My dad is 102 years old now. Wow. So I expect to live a long life. Look at another verse that concludes salvation here. First Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 23. Now may the God appease himself, sanctify you completely. May your whole spirit, soul, and body be preserved, blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Salvation cover your body, your soul, your spirit. Every aspect of your life include into salvation. Don't stop out only, Oh, my sins are forgiven. I will go to heaven But I'm going to suffer on this earth for the rest of my life. With sickness, with poverty, with broken relationship. No, 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 no. Believe. Expand your faith. That everything in your life will be preserved. Will be set free. Will be, your needs shall be met. By the single event at the cross that Jesus did for you. How many people believe that? God will help you for everything. And it's done deal. Mm -hmm. Jesus took the evil on him so that he can offer you the good. Your job is to be thankful, repent of your sin, receive by faith, and keep listening to this teaching again and again and again until you have faith to receive everything that God has offered you. Amen. 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 Christian life is about faith. One day I was standing in the church and the Lord told, talked to me. Do you know, son, that faith is so important? I say, show me. Do you know that when people stand there and worship me and raise their hand, they do it by faith. They never see God, but they believe God is real and God is in heaven. Is that right? Yes. Everything is faith. When the economy went down, I have faith. God going to take care of me. When I began to have a cold, I have faith. God going to heal me. Everything is about faith. We have faith in what he say. We have faith in what the Bible say. In the promise of God. Amen. That's why we need to build faith. We need to believe that God is still alive. And God loves you and he wants to do good things to you. Amen? Amen. It's the issue of faith. Yes. And every time Jesus healed anybody in the Bible, 9 out of 10, he said, Because of your faith, you are made well We need to fight The good fight of the faith Amen. Every problem in your life You exercise faith You believe God gives you salvation Zozo Everyone says Zozo, zozo, zozo. Victory. Victory Deliverance, Deliverance. Healing. Healing Provision, Provision. All, kinds All kinds of good things That God has prepared for me, prepared for me. I receive by faith Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That's why the Bible says faith is more precious than gold. Amen. 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 You need faith to walk with God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Father, thank you so much for teaching us, showing us the scriptures, the salvation, the exchange at the cross. We receive from you, Lord. We believe you want us to be healthy, strong, Prosperous, fruitful, successful Blessed so that we can preach the gospel We can tell people that you are good You are the good God And we can bless the nations, Father Oh Lord, help Christians in this generation To have big faith Faith that can move the mountains, Lord We thank you, Father Thank you, Lord for teaching us all this truth. From now on, may your Holy Spirit bring remembrance to our spirit. All this truth that we learned in this teaching, Lord. We thank you, Father, in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord Jesus. <clears throat> Hallelujah. Sometime I want to encourage you to listen to the teaching again and again. Because each time you listen, you make it 10%. You listen the second time, you get another 10%. And get deeper and deeper. Because faith comes by hearing and hearing of the Word of God. I believe with all my heart that the reason I live a healthy life, strong, prosperous today, because I am in the Word all the time. The Word of God, the Bible says, is like a medicine. It heals your body. You are healthy with the Word of God. And when you have faith, you can see great things happen. Amen? I want to encourage all of you to always feed yourself with the Word of God. Walk by faith and know the truth of God. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus.
0: We trust that this message is ministered to you.